hackinactionlunatunesfreemusic.com. Hello and welcome to the Hack Inc. podcast. Hack, hack in action, Looney Tunes, Hack in action, probably something like that. Yeah. Not uh, another word. word. <laughs> uh, yeah, as you can hear, there's uh, someone with me. This is Gareth Lyons. I'm joined today um, by James Moran, writer. Yeah. And uh, animation in in person who's interested in animation, yeah. yeah, only the best animation. Local hard man. So we're in the the beautiful Booterstown abode of yeah. uh, address uh, one two three um, not real street. Yeah. Okay. So oh man. yeah, give away my address. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. And his number as well. <laughs> Just been docs. Yeah. So. Yeah, today uh, on the pod, uh, we're uh, d- I don't know why we're doing this, but we're deciding that we're going to watch and uh, judge the uh, first the the I'm going to call it the the oeuvre of, of one uh, Seth MacFarlane yeah. within animation. Okay, so um, yeah, we've got new equipment, so uh, we're testing out some stuff, and uh, so any issues, uh, blame James, uh, and you know you can trust that because it rhymes. So, um, James, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all, actually. Why do you want to know? Um, what is your connection with animation and cartoons well, and my comedy? Fr- my friend Gareth is an animator. Nice. He runs this podcast called Hack. Mm, where he it's called the Hacking Podcast. And he uh, takes down the animation industry from the inside. Uh, I wouldn't say from the inside. From the outside. <laughs> I'm taking it down from the outside. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm a comedian. Yes, but I'm going to give up soon. You're not giving up, are you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to become an animation producer. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to make a show about a fat man. Okay. Whose wife? Keep going. And <laughs> an tell o- me more. And, <laughs> an <laughs> <laughs> and an ugly son. Yeah. Uh, and a ugly girl. Yeah. And a hot baby. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah, and uh, what was it? Can you tell me you're the first time you watched Family Guy? How old were you? I was old enough. I could have been like 18. You weren't really? I was. I didn't watch it when I was young. What did you think of Family Guy when you first saw it? Well, when you first heard about it, let's say. What did I hear? What? What did I think about it? Like, presumably the reason you didn't watch it is because, like, that looks really stupid and dumb. No, I think I thought it was, like, <laughs> it is insane for, like, a 17-year-old to think. But I was like, no, nah, that's too grown up. Really? I mean? Yeah. It's, just it like, it's, it's from, like, 2001. Yeah. In my head, it was just, like, it was just one of those, like, shows for older people. So I just presumed I wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> you know? I had. Um, it was I married with children. It's like that. It is. I think it's because I used to see it on TV when I was young. Yeah. That, I, but I would never watch it. It put into the same area as like the bill. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, I remember very distinctly that um, I don't. know, I guess Sky One rebranded back in two thousand and one, and they changed themselves to just like Sky or something. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but either way, they had a big launch of shows, and in this launch of shows, they had. Um, Malcolm in the Middle, Futurama, and um, Family Guy. Yeah. And I remember just going like, whoa, that's quite a... But like all those shows had been released like individually. I think like basically Futurama, 
was what was it? Must have been released at the turn of the millennium. I think it was like I remember Futuramica was on Scouts. Yeah. Because it used to be on on a Thursday, so I did Scouts on the Thursdays. Mm. I remember. So, so does that might does that tell you when it was on? Does that tell you the year? Um, I don't know. I have to know how old you were when you were doing Scouts. Ah uh, yes, I was like. I think I went from when I was like at ten to. Ten to 11. twelve. Okay, right, right. Well, that narrows it down. No, I think I was because I was in like a fifth class when it came when Futurama came out because I was really anticipating that episode. So what year was that? That was in. I would have been eleven, so I think it would be. Two thousand two, two thousand and one. I remember. It was out earlier. It was in America. I remember being very confused because. Um, they put, they played a clip for it on the radio. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah. it's on the radio? It's a cartoon yeah. that's on the radio? That happened with, like, so often with Irish things that we kind of, I guess, I don't know. Well, I mean, the internet was in its infancy, but, like, the stuff that we did in lieu of the internet was very odd. I think I mentioned it before that we, in Galway, they actually screened the first trailer of Harry Potter in the cinema and people came and watched oh, it. yeah. And w- they played it three times and you left. Really? Yeah, and there was crowds there, tons of people. But but I tell yeah. you, I went in to drop dead twice, you know, the pub. Yeah. And we wanted to set up a comedy night there. Yeah. And they were watching the Star Wars trailer. And the staff wouldn't talk to me until the trailer was played. Nice. So it's like the freaks have really just gone other places. Yeah, well, that was it. I mean, because I used to, like, when I was in... You know, yeah, like to show how much of a, a dweeb I was, and also <laughs> kind of. Did you go? What you went? Which the Harry Potter thing? Oh yeah, well I was eleven at the time as well, so it's not even that bad. then. Yeah, I suppose. I went to the midnight launch of a uh, one of the Harry Potter books. I went to the midnight launch of several of them and the movies <laughs> as well. Like I was really into it, and then the so other thing. So funny that you're just in awe and more. Yeah, yeah. Just queuing up for reading Harry Potter. Yeah, no, I and I was I was very excited. Emma Crown would be spinning in his grave. <laughs> <laughs> but um what was it? No, with Family Guy I remember I don't know what happened. I think it was on I caught like a bit of an episode and I was like, This is the funniest show ever. Okay. And then what ended up happening was once I, I when I was like twelve, I started hearing about eBay. So I started using eBay to buy Family Guy DVDs because Family Guy was like actually cancelled after its third season. And oh then yeah. um, they did some, f- you know, little TV straight to DVD movies. And then this kind of kept the fandom alive. And then Fox brought it back for season four. And it's been on now until I think it's season 17 now, you know. How which far is they've come. And also the two, they have one spin off show, obviously, the Cleveland show. But then, which right. is I used to like f- the Cleveland show. Oh, I hated that it <laughs> very much. <laughs> Actually, that was probably the Seth MacFarlane thing I enjoyed the most for some reason. Really, a lot of people say that about American Dad. But I like American Dad. I think American Dad's probably better. Although, did you know this? Because I actually didn't know this. Because I'm not. Whatever you're about to say, yes. Okay, I did wasn't up to speed with American anything. Yeah. So, did you know that American Dad is on a completely different channel to um, Family Guy? Yeah. Isn't that so bizarre? Yeah. Imagine having two shows on two different channels. networks that look identical. Yeah, imagine having two podcasts on two different networks. That'd be crazy, wouldn't <laughs> it? <laughs> what, um, what was the other channel? TBS. It's still on TBS. American Dad is still one? going. Fox. Fox, yeah. 
And then uh, Cleveland, like the Cleveland show, one of the things that's funny about that is that I don't know how they managed to do it, but they convinced David Lynch to play the mayor of the town. <laughs> so he actually appears as himself, David Lynch. Really? And he goes, I'm David Lynch, the mayor of this town. And Cleveland did a fart, you know? And you're just like, wow, why are you doing this? Yeah. I think it's because his sense of humor is actually really stupid, David Lynch. Yeah. I know it's been said before, but it's like, it is funny how he's made three shows and there's always like an authoritative stupid dad, a hot wife, uh, a gay <laughs> We're son. talking about David Lynch there for a uh, second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a gay son yeah. or, or like a like a character who's coded as gay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because like, like... yeah. But the thing is that if if I was talking to you and I was like, I want to make these shows and you notice a pattern, you'd yeah. say it to me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? If I was always like, I want to make this show and then it's like a squid, but he's like, he's like sassy. <laughs> <laughs> and then a week later, I was like, I want to make a show and it's like a dog, but he's like devious and catty. Yeah. You'd be like... I think they're the same show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think no one's ever said it to him, or do you think they just do not care? Well, I think what happened first is, you know, Family Guy is just a generic kind of sitcom setup, and they, you know, they have, they had at the time, like, King of the Hill, The Simpsons, it was like, whatever, one more, can't hurt, and they dot around, nobody cares, and it lasted three seasons, and it was gone. In that interim, then, he pitched and got American Dad picked up by that the other creepy people but then fox took back family guy so both of them were on at the same time and family guy was you know basically at a time when dvds got really popular i mean i was obviously buying the dvds Mm. so like the um the dvd sales must have shown them that they're and then the viewer figures probably you know probably generated a whole new audience the audience comes on big and then uh they're like okay well let's do a spin-off of the character and we'll do it about one of the only black characters in the show so we can target another demographic. Yeah. So that's why they have those three shows. But the he's wheelchair he guy. He's in complete contempt of his audience and the characters. He just hates what he's making. Seth so MacFarlane. Yeah. Does he? So he like, you know, he um, 100% like, I think those animated shows are just cynical cash grabs, so he doesn't really give a shit. Uh. But then with the Star Trek series, he does. He genuinely cares about that. But it's, it's the worst one he's made. It's well, I mean, people seem to like it as well. But it is proof that he, like, has an inability to make anything on his own cognizance. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Everything he does is like a pastiche or a reference to something else. And anytime he's paid for original content, it's always to help somebody produce their thing. Yeah. So you know, he he gave Jonathan Ames, who did Bored to Death, he got he got him to the show Blunt Talk with, he's one of the main producers on that, mm. with Patrick Stewart, and um, I don't know. Uh, Jonathan Ames is like one of those people. I'm like, I don't know why so many people find him funny. I know people find him funny. I think they just find him pleasant. Yeah, maybe that's it. I know I was laughing watching Bored to Death. Yeah. <laughs> Although there were some bits in Bored to Death that made me laugh. What bit? When they were like high in the car and he has like his, he has a diver's watch on to see how long he's been under, basically. How long he's been high. Yeah. And then they're just like debating, isn't that like just a watch? So it's like, what do you, you know, like he has this thing like, oh, before I get high, I set this uh, watch. Yeah. So it's like, okay, the time has passed or whatever. And and there is like a sweetness to it, and yeah, that's what I mean. You know, do you know who his uncle is? 
Jonathan Ames' uncle? Yeah. No. So Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, okay. well, fuck this shit. Every time, I somebody, some tweet, I think it was Jack Allison tweeted out, he goes like, anytime I look at somebody who's successful in comedy or entertainment and feel like, fucking, how come I can't make it? I just look up their Wikipedia and then figure out which rich person they're related yeah, to. Yeah, figure out how they're related you know. to Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. Will we watch? Okay. Yeah, yeah sorry. So th- that rambly bit to say that we are going to go through... Um, Seth MacFarlane in a kind of with, with a fine tooth comb. Not really. I mean, like we we what we're going to do is we're going to watch uh, the what a cartoon he created uh, called Larry and Steve. We're going to watch the first episode of Family Guy after that, and then we're going to watch the, the latest last. episode of Family Guy, and uh, hopefully be able to give you um, an appraisal of our findings. Yeah. You know? Um, See you on the other side. Okay, here we go. Larry and Steve. Crying out loud, is anyone listening? Wow, a dog that speaks English. What? You know, you know I once had a Jack Russell Terrier that spoke Dutch, but I, I couldn't understand a word he was saying. Listen to me. If, if you don't get me out of here, I will be put to sleep. Do you, are you listening? Do you understand me? You will be indirectly responsible for the resulting euthanasia. Oh, boy, they got enough kids over there as it is. Okay, so we're recording again. Um, just finished watching Larry and Steve. Yeah. Um, the upon, I think it was... If I were to take a guess, okay, just to, ch- like... I had, do not have Wikipedia open up in front of me, so this is from memory. Yeah. But I think he he obviously went to Cal Arts because that's pretty much where they hire their animators directly out of. All right, this is Gareth chiming in from the future to say that it is in fact false. Seth MacFarlane did not go to Cal Arts, um, despite my horrible, horrible assumptions. So um, if I had bothered to look up the Wikipedia and done a even a cursory search of Larry and Steve, I would have figured out that that's actually not the first time that those characters and that kind of family guy deviant appeared. Deviant? Variant. Um, so there is, in fact, another short, uh, Seth MacFarlane's graduate short from his time in Rhode Island. Whatever, some university in Rhode Island. I won't have the Wikipedia open again. you think I would have learned my lesson, but no. So anyway, we figured out that that exists and it is also online. So naturally to complete this series that we've decided to do on a very particular brand of humor that Seth MacFarlane is responsible for, we are going to watch uh, The Life of Larry featuring the same characters, some of the same jokes and even some jokes that would later go on to feature in Family Guy. And uh, we'll have more information you on to, or more information for you on Seth MacFarlane but also, um, but also, but also nothing. We'll have more information on Seth MacFarlane and a review of the life of Larry uh, to complete our series and deep dive into the work. I don't know the very narrow window we have set ourselves. I don't know what fits in it, but anyway, clearly this does. All right, but he worked on like Johnny Bravo and um, what's the like Irish that? equivalent of Cal Arts? Probably, well, probably Bally probably. I mean, it's just this place where it was created by, a like, okay, so Disney created the animation program in CalArts to hire directly out of it. And uh, Don Bluth created the animation department in Bally to hire directly out okay. of it. So that is the closest equivalent. Um, so, you know, it's, it pretty much controls most of, you know, Western animation and they have a very particular style and look to their things and... Well, that that that's also the students there are obviously amazing, but you're trained to 
do a particular thing for, you know, the industry. So anyway, yeah. he, he worked there and then he was out of there. And then I think what happened is most of the people who were employed by Hanna-Barbera or, you know, the cartoon, I think what became Cartoon Network Studios or maybe they existed, I don't know, that they were given the opportunity to do a thing called What a Cartoon, which eventually became Cartoon Cartoon. And some successful pilots were taken out of that, like like Johnny Bravo and like uh, Dexter's Laboratory. And I could be wrong. I think Fred Siebert was responsible for setting it up. And he's now responsible for Frederator. You know? Oh. So anyway. Um, so I remember hearing David Feiss, who created Cow and Chicken, talking about making the Cow and Chicken pilot while he was also working somewhere else. And you met him, didn't you? I did, yeah. Um, what did you say? Well, when I say I met him, he was doing a talk. Um, but you got his autograph, right? I got him. I got a drawing of chicken, which was great. Um, he's great. I mean, like, you know, I think people were a little hard, disappointed with his talk, but his work was very impressive, and um, I thought he was very inspiring as well, just because he his desktop was messier than mine, you know, on <laughs> his laptop, and I was oh like, really? he really looked like. Just, just throw it together, get it done. You know, messy, messy work, which looked great to me. But also, like he is so insulated at this point that what happened with uh, somebody asked David Feist, like, um, how would I get a show like you? And he's like, I'd say just like email Netflix and like just say, you know, just show them what you got, and you know, it's like email Netflix. <laughs> That's how you get a TV show. Yeah, it's insane. It's like because he's had all these like friends for so long, and you know, he's. He's able to get work. He is he is does not have to apply anywhere, you know. Yeah. Um but anyway, he he was great. Um but he talked about doing his short and he was like, "Oh no, I was making it while I was animating and um during the day." So literally just working around the clock on these shorts and um it's and the money was apparently not that great. I don't. <coughs> so anyway, you can see Larry and Steve obviously didn't get picked up for a TV show. But let's describe it. So Larry and Steve is a, a short, seven minutes long. It's about um, a talking dog. Yeah. Or a dog no, no, who... But he's like a cross between Stewie and Brian. Yeah. Because he talks a lot, but very few people can understand. Yeah, and also he's intelligent and well, well-read. well I mean, I know Brian yeah. is kind of, but he's usually made to look a little bit more like lowbrow than Stuart. Well, at the start, I think he is generally... Brian is supposed to be smart, but by the end, he's supposed to be like someone who only likes the idea of being smart. He's basically like Seth MacFarlane. He's like kind of a narcissistic, high-functioning alcoholic who thinks that he's very good. Seth MacFarlane is an alcoholic. Yeah. Is he? He's just yawning into the mic. He's no idea of professionalism <laughs> at all. No, he is. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane. I watched this. There was a show that was on. This is embarrassing, but I I've watched every single episode of a show called Dinner for Five. I think where John Favreau, uh, amaz- amazing director of such hits as The Lion King and The Jungle Book, the live action ones. Okay. Um, <coughs> he. I heard a cool thing about that. God damn it. Are <laughs> you serious? <laughs> I heard this cool thing about the Lion King. Yeah. Where um, it's all shot in VR. Yeah. Because the new animators wouldn't be able to like pop. Exactly. Now, there was an interview with John Favreau where like they t- he's like, I don't know, they bring Entertainment Weekly or somebody down to the set 
it's a very unusual set. We were handed a set of VR goggles, and the idea is everything, all the assets pre-created, all of the animation already done, and uh, they have a VR uh, camera rig so that uh, John Favreau can capture the the animation, but in that way that only live action filmmakers could, as we yeah. all know. By and even though everybody's just said it's a pretty much a shot for shot retelling of the actual Lion King, which was made by animators, so you yeah. know they they don't know anything about how to film stuff, as in how to take a camera and point it at things. They don't know how to do that. You know, no, they don't. They don't know the physical act of doing that, and that's really worth investing millions of dollars to set up uh, a vanity uh, studio just so this guy can justify having a position not that i necessarily have, I, I think john favreau is a company man and he's a bit of a he's a bit of a weasel yeah. a bit of a worm because of things in my I personal experience no in iron man 2 they were apparently mickey rourke was like this guy just backed down from every single confrontation and the film is a piece of shit as a result so when john favreau makes something that he wants to make it's visible but then he is a, he is very happy to be like a company man. I think like that is Weasley behavior, but maybe it's also how you make money and get a good reputation in projects yeah, you like. So that's how you know. get ahead. Yeah, fuck it. That's so why we're in Booterstown and he's in. <laughs> he's in New York City, New yeah. York, L.A. Um, um, but yeah, sorry. So John Favreau sat down with Seth MacFarlane and four other people having dinner in this Hollywood restaurant, and in it, Seth MacFarlane talks about a time. He basically was has a huge problem with alcohol, and he believes alcoholism saved his life. So in only the way Americans can, he goes into this anecdote where he says that um, um, he was really hungover and he missed a flight, okay? And it was supposed to be 9-11. And it was 9-11. Uh, so uh, he's almost on 9-11. We yeah, almost didn't get then Family then Guy. Then his boss was like, you're fired. Yeah. Al-Qaeda. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we almost didn't get Ted. Think about what we, we could have, have lost Ted. that day. We could we wouldn't have a million ways to die in the West. We wouldn't have had the Orville. W- Ted two. Wouldn't have Ted two, which I think is w- far. Yeah, no, it's not actually. Ted. Ted is better. Um, so anyhow, yeah. So Seth MacFarlane made one of these shorts, and uh, the yeah. So like I say, the it's about a man, re- a man who sounds exactly like Peter Griffin. Yeah, he's like a hot Peter Griffin. Yeah rescuing a dog that sounds exactly like Brian from the Pound. But it's also cross with Stewie. Also cross with Stewie. And then what ends up happening is they go furniture shopping and hijinks ensue. Um, yeah. Probably some of the weakest looking physical comedy I've seen in a cartoon. Like uh, it really was not. It was particularly flat, you know? Well, it was particularly like... Um, uh, like just by... Th- Maybe it's because it's so old, but it's yeah. just like... They get on her bed and it's massages and then these hands with gloves come out and start yeah. massaging. And then he presses a giant red button mm. and that just kicks it up a notch. But the hands just start like beating him up. It's like there's loads of stuff where it's like I've just seen that glove hand in yeah. other things. And I also think, what was it, like the the um, the faces the dog was making when something was happening. Like, mm. it was like It was like trying to imitate Looney Tunes but just not having the ability to be able to push the expression you know what yeah I mean? like they were it was all i i don't know i i feel like a bit of a kinship sometimes with seth mcfarlane because i feel like i have a lot of the same weaknesses as him okay just like 
a, an over reliance on references and kind of only being able to do like imitations of the stuff that I like. You know? But he wasn't imitating anything there. Well, he what he loves like those. He loves like. I mean, like he, that's yeah. the problem with that was probably that it wasn't referential enough for his style of comedy. Yeah, I think so I agree. Yeah, you just he ends up recreating stuff, whereas at least with Family Guy. When it's references, it's like, you know what they say, that quantity has a quality of its own. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the density of the reference at least gives the show its own personality. 100%. Whereas with that, it's yeah. just like, it's just like he's just recreating. No, I think he's, like, straight out of college, and he's been taught this particular brand of animation, and he's like, well, I guess the one that's most like me is Chuck Jones and Tex Avery and all of those kind of old Looney Tunes things, so... Maybe he likes them. It wasn't entirely apparent in this. But then it's funny that he goes from that. I guess we'll see this in yeah. the next one where it's like, f- what was it called? <laughs> what did we just watch? Larry and Steve. <laughs> Larry and Steve is like trying to be Looney Tunes and so much of it is supposed to be physical. Yeah. Their family guy is like the least physical yeah, show. Yeah, 100%. It's like, do they even blink in family guy? <laughs> yeah, no. Like they yeah. just like there are so many scenes in Family Guy where it's like twenty seconds long. Yeah. And the only animation is their mouth. Yeah. And like they just stand there talking. One of like uh, one of my favorites is that they had at one point uh, on the DVD special, um, they would release like here's some of the animatics, and then you'd watch them, and it was like, why did you even bother? Because <laughs> like there are three shots in Family Guy, it's all from one angle as well. I uh, this is like later on, like from season four onwards, because. Early on, there was a bit of effort put into like mixing it up. Yeah, but everything is like mid shot, close up, wide shot. You know what I mean? Establishing shot, and yeah. it's just kind of like a sitcom, just alternates between them, which is fine because like there are plenty like, of things that do that and are successful. Like it does get funnier once he stops caring about the animation. Oh yeah, and I think the timing as well because I r- I remember that that was a big deal when I was watching is that the speed of it. And that it would he he was very like he was almost like internet animation before or maybe he basically inspired internet animation where it's like it's more about the rhythm where it's like fast fast stop fast yeah. fast stop fast 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 you know what I mean like just assaulting you with all this stuff that's happening whereas this one is like his attempt at a traditional cartoon and it really feels like he's trying to please you know th- is this what you like is this what you yeah. like you know yeah yeah. yeah. Whereas the other stuff is just a pastiche of the stuff that he actually likes. So that's why it maybe resonates a bit more with people. So like, and I guess with Family Guy, you get the impression that he finds it funny. Like, yeah, it's a to a uh, point. Yeah. Well, like, you get the impression that it's his sense of humor. Whereas oh, yeah. with the thing we just watched, it's like, it's hard to imagine that Seth MacFarlane was watching that. Yeah. Or he's like reading the script and he's like cracking up. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like, there's just so many bits where you're like, yeah, that you can imagine being like, well, I guess that's what normally happens in the cartoon. So yeah, yeah, the next yeah, show yeah. will go like this. And so what is it? It's like the, f- the framing device is even weird. It's like the dog is talking into a uh, camera. Yeah. And he got the sense that he, was, he liked that idea of like this dog being tired and talking into a camera. Yeah. Hands in the pockets being like. Confessional story. and kind of yeah, you know. and then it just turns into this thing of like the tone was weird because yeah. it's supposed to be like 
also very dialogue heavy yeah um which but like so whenever it went physical it was bad but the dialogue i'd actually you know being generous to it the dialogue is pretty well delivered and has a good clip to it you know yeah I mean? there's some jokes i like that you didn't yeah like there's one where larry is like uh, i know steve to St- steve steve saying like oh yeah larry says to steve um it says here your license is suspended and he goes no they just took away temporarily yeah that was funny yeah. or i like the one where he uh, uh <laughs> i was gonna have brian <laughs> brian was like uh he references this greek tragedy yeah and then uh peter's <laughs> peter's <laughs> like well, who's that and brian goes it's a tragedy yeah and then peter's like was everyone okay <laughs> yeah and that was funny but like i didn't get that joke like, what do you get about it why did he reference that and then why did he ask is everyone okay basically uh, so he remembers the joke it is that nobody's okay at the end of a tragedy yeah but like why would he ask that because he thought he do, he he thought that uh, he made a tragedy in like just an accident, yeah, like the Hindenburg, right? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas he meant it was a tragedy, and it's like it's a Greek play, right? All right, yeah. Okay. So go back to ancient Greece. There are two types of plays. Yeah, comedies, no, I, I and, comedies and tragedies. Well, okay. Seth MacFarlane's too clever for me. There, I'll give it to him. Mm-hmm. Hand it to him that time. That I wasn't for me. you once again. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think he, yeah, not that great. Uh, not his best work, but and in uh, the end, it didn't make sense. Yeah, because he's like, so th- it goes back to the frame in device, and your man and the bride is like recording, and then Peter comes in, and he's like, let me fix that tripod, and then the screen goes all fuzzy. Yeah, the camera just like goes off. But it's like that's that doesn't mean that <laughs> the video hasn't <laughs> recorded. Yeah. This means he's turned it off. But the other thing is, like he said, I'll fix the tripod for you. And then he, the video camera somehow goes off. Yeah. And you're just like, that wouldn't happen if you just fixed yeah. the tripod. Maybe it's like he's so, maybe he's like the fire is so well that he's like, he doesn't understand how the internet works, but he also doesn't understand how camera recorders work. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, it's like, going back to the Lion King thing. Yeah. I mean? It's like, animators don't understand how cameras work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the, yeah. The beautiful language. <laughs> As we all know, yeah. The beautiful language. <laughs> the the language of cinema. The beautiful, the moving <laughs> picture. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I thought I had something else to say, but I don't. Let's watch episode one and go on to the next one. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so this episode is running a little long, so I decided what I would do is break it up and dole it out to you in nice little bite-sized treats. Um, I thought noise is probably disgusting if you're listening to this on headphones. I'm sorry. So uh, this is the first episode. Um, It's going to be the Larry and Steve episode. Next one is the Family Guy episode one, season one episode. And then the present day Family Guy that is season 17? Something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. You'll hear it later on. Episode 20. And... um, and also, after doing a little bit of research post-recording this episode, we are also going to do an additional one to go back and watch The Life of Larry. 
uh, yet to be recorded. So keep your ears peeled and your eyes too. So for Whistle While You Work this week, I decided that I would kind of split our recommendations up into each individual episode. Also a bit of clearing house. Uh, Hackfest has finally been announced and we have Hackfest, August 17th, A4 Sounds, BYOB, 5 euro unwaged, 10 euro waged, um come one come all and please submit your films to we are hack inc at gmail.com and uh hopefully have some nice little treats in store for you soon uh regarding hack fest anyway until then you can find us on um at we are hack inc on instagram twitter etc I can, music. I can say one if... Uh, yeah, music. Go music. Yeah. Is that what you said? Music. Music or podcasts. Um, I've been listening to... Uh, grime music. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is that a recent thing? Or <laughs> you have any questions about it? <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite grime artist of the moment? Uh, I've been listening a lot to Skepta. Skepta is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because is he a problematic fave or is he just a fave? Uh, he's just a fave. So yeah. there's this crew I like called Boy Better Now. Yeah. And they would be a bit of a problematic fave. And then there's Wiley. He was sort of aligned with it. And obviously he is a pedophile. And then. But Skepta is just fascinating because he's like the best, one of the best MCs. A lot of people don't like the fact that he is, but he is. Yeah. And um, but he also desperately wants to be famous. Yeah. So he goes through this cycle of like making really good grime music and then just selling out completely and yeah. like as hard as he can. Yeah. And then he goes back to making grime music. But then he has a brother called Jamie who's a nerd mm. who also makes grime music. So it's like Skepta's over in America just sucking up to all these American rappers, and then Jamie is like on Reddit and he's yeah. like doing live streams and playing Call of Duty and stuff like that. Mm. And, like, Skepta kept getting locked up for, like, grievous bodily harm and stuff. Yeah. But uh, Jamie just raps about being a vegan. Yeah. So, I like that. I would say listen to Skepta and Skepta. Secretly, if it's beef for you, then it's beef for me. So if I die by the gun and you don't want to ride out, don't tweet rest in peace for me. I treat all the man them equally. Beef, they know that I'm backing. Cause I ain't really into talking, bitch. I love the action. Yeah, he's not about that life. Man, catch him in traffic. I'll manually drag him out of his automatic. Two man sitting on the wall, two man playing two touch with a ball. One man with a light, I'll try and light the split while the other man's taking a pool. That's my man, them. Think you're a bad boy, try jack them. I don't give a shit, blood, I'll slap them. Thought you was a big man, fight back then. Them man, the pussy's got no balls. You can see that I get money even when I don't rock no jewels. Man, chatting shit on my timeline that I don't like. So I report spam and I block those fools. I don't care about bad man, fuck them killers. You got a name on the road, but you ain't got nice figures. Us man are some catwalk niggas. Me and my man, them are making paper, we don't care about you. Wanna kill him, better kill me too It's all easy like two plus two yeah. 
like two plus two. Yeah. Me and my man, them are making paper. We don't care about you. Wanna kill him, better kill me too. It's all easy like two plus two. Yeah. Me and my man, them are making paper. We don't care about you. Wanna kill him, better kill me too. It's all easy like two plus two. Yo. I was born in this poker world, now I'm walking Down this long, long road, yeah, it's hard in the hood Best I'm bold, real life, I'm not on the TV Show you if it's a London thing, fight to go Nine to five if you get no dough When I spit, it's always deep bars and flows Like Skippy said, you can't be the average Joe Let me tell you how we roll North London through any bits, fam will stroll Got a team behind us that keep it cold Real from head to toe, I'm from west through south through Leighton Stone Catch with shorty, off with stone North London, we keep it grown Smart but road, real, that's how we roll A boy better know Light up the cheese in hell, XL, then I'm screaming Fuck these niggas might see me say wagwan when I see them, but the truth is I don't trust these niggas. Room room when I swing by, damn right I'm a big fry. Add the S to that, well in fact they can't spin high. I stay true to my man them, and I never been a side man. I will never snake my man them. Never try violate my man them. The last thing you will see is I see. I don't care about none of your man them. And when you're looking at my man them, try know that you're looking at more than a crew. And if you get out of line, Thompson kicks, you will hold more than a few. Even when you're broke, you've got more money than sense. Don't roll with no funny man friends. Us man trying to get rich since 05 i gave up trying to get hench man's got nothing to hide don't keep shit bottled up inside instead of fighting each other we fight the pride if there's a problem nobody has to ask if the next man's down what the same guys on the mic will cause mayhem in the next man's town if one of us gets caught and ends up in court and they try to send man down this ain't x-factor but man's definitely going to the judge's house so many snakes, so many fakes, better mind out who you roll with. I love my people, you didn't know this. You can't trust nobody in showbiz. Girls do anything to get noticed. Man talking shit to my closest. Now the circle's tight, could we close it? I don't want to see a new face when I roll in. We're the best them and I've been cloning. Who's doing it like this unsigned? See your girlfriend's there when it's crunch time. I bet I'm punching yours if you punch mine. I bet I'm making more than you dumb guys. Some man are not sure when the punchline. If you're talking war, then it's gun crime. Light up the place like sunshine. If they part of the circle, X them out. Remember back when they wouldn't let me in, even the club owners bred me now, they come out the club just to get me in, please I beg man don't upset me now, this Jeremy then it's an on-site team, got so many builders on my wing, 25 bar girls on my skin, this boy that I know that I'm on my team, this Skepta, Wiley, Frisco, Shorty, Solo, Maxi, Sam, Mama get blazed like a fillion damn, told them man don't fuck up the base, fuck up the base, don't fuck up the plan, all them girls wanna jam with jam, boy better know when the rest of the fam, me and my man, they're my making paper, we don't care about you, wanna kill him, better kill me too, it's yeah. so easy like two plus two, boy, better know for yeah. life. Man, them are making paper, we don't care about you. Wanna kill him, better kill me too. It's so easy like two plus Original two. Original Meridian. Me and my man, them are making paper, we don't care Lurky, about you. Wanna kill him, better kill me too. Ricky it's Reece, easy Ralston. like two plus two. Yeah. Okay, me and my man, them are making Bradley. paper, we don't care about you. EB. Wanna kill him, better kill Corey. me too. It's so easy Bossy. like two plus two. Yeah. Me and my man, them are making paper, Courtney. we don't care Damn. about you. Wanna kill Marley. him, better kill me too. It's so easy like two plus two. Me and my man, them are making paper, we don't care about you. Wanna kill him, better kill me too. It's so easy like two plus two. Me and my man, them are making paper, we don't care about you. Wanna kill him, better kill me too. It's so easy like two plus two. Me and my man, them are making paper, we don't care about you. Wanna kill him, better kill me too. It's so easy like two plus two.